Hey everyone, I'm Jared. And I'm Arthur. And this is Unheard of. Brought to you by the Big Bees. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. This is episode eight of Unheard Of. That means two months of goodness, two months of wholesomeness, two months of fulfillment. We thank you all for listening. And uh, before we get started, Arthur, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. Uh, just been hanging out, you know, trying to, trying to live in the COVID world and uh, also, I've been watching the uh, new season of Umbrella Academy, and it's pretty good. Yes, it is. I'm on episode uh, five of the second season. Uh, well, actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I finished it in one day, so I'm actually done with it. But Oh. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it a lot. Dang. I feel like this season was funnier than last season. It is. Well, so last season, you know, and this really isn't spoilers. Like, if you haven't watched the first season of Umbrella Academy, you're, like, way behind. But the first season is, like, dark in a sense because characters like Klaus are having uh, these huge drug addiction problems. And they all are trying to, like, recover from their dysfunctional childhood. So it's like a... It's like they're all in a pretty dark place, and this season yeah. is much lighter in tone. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. Um, this, yeah, this, this this season was so good. I uh, <laughs> I found myself just watching it by myself, laughing out loud, like, for a good amount of it. Yeah. I agree. I, I like it. Um, so far, I'm not done. I guess I got half the season left to go, but it's it was a nice surprise because I had forgot it was releasing, and then like Friday morning, I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, oh man, I did not know that was coming out right now, and so it gave me something to do this weekend. Oh man, I was counting down the minutes, bro. I was <laughs> I was uh, I started watching it like as soon as it came out. Friday, yeah. technically morning, Thursday night at 3 a.m. I started watching it. I think I got like four episodes in then. And I just finished it after I woke up the next day. Dang. Man, I'll tell you, folks, this, this week has been a – this week's have been a little hectic for your boys that have heard of. We almost did not get recorded this week. We've been so busy and – um we consider ourselves lucky to be back through your listening platforms on a Monday morning. Oh yeah, and, and uh, uh, Jared talked about it. Jared talked about it being two months of wholesomeness, two months of goodness to the pod. But I like to think of it as two months of support from our listeners. You know, thank you everybody for following the social media accounts for listening to the episodes you are appreciated here at Unheard Of. Yes. Which is why for this two-month special, 
We're bringing you some nostalgia. It's just the two classic boys back at it. Oh, yeah. The original duo. No guests this week. It's just going to be me, ABG, and your favorite topics. And, you know, speaking of topics, Arthur, let's get into the very first one. The possible ban of TikTok. Are you a TikTok user? Yes, I'm a TikTok user. I, I like to watch TikToks, but I have never made a TikTok. Hmm. But uh, so I got TikTok probably about January because, of course, there's all this big hype about it. And, uh, you know, I, at first I was like, nah, it's just a bunch of little kids making videos on this app. But then once I dug into it, it, it got pretty funny. Like, a lot of, there's a lot of funny stuff on TikTok, a lot of good cre- uh, content creators on there. So I kind of fell in love with it. Hmm. My, uh, I'm not really a big watcher, I guess. Um, I have the app, but I can tell you I've probably only opened it like two or three times. Sometimes my wife will send me a link to a video she finds funny, and I'll open it up. But, uh, no, I'm I'm really not that big on it, I guess. And it's not like I'm, I'm not like just some, you know, person that sits at home and does nothing. It's just that uh, I – you remember even like a year or two ago, I used to post all these videos on Snapchat of like me and Jaden, and I'd be all over – Instagram, Snapchat, but yeah, uh, life is picked up, man. And I find myself not using social media hardly at all. Like for for my birthday in a couple weeks, um, because you and I both have one two days apart. Um, I'm actually looking at getting a 2DS and just playing some of the remodded Nintendo 64 games because that's how, I guess. Um, old-minded I am. I'm not really big into things like TikTok and Snapchat right now. I'm I'm more into stuff that, you know, keeps me nostalgic. And um, it's not to say I don't think it's a good app. My wife loves it. She's she's on it, like, 24-7. It, it's almost like it's a continuation of iFunny in a way because she used to look at these memes and everything on the iFunny app, and now yeah. – she watches like those funny videos and everything on TikTok. Um, is that safe to say that it's kind of like a continuation of uh, iFunny, except Chinese app? I mean, yeah, that or Vine mostly is what I draw comparison to. Yeah, because you know Vine I... was heavily popping, and then it and then it got it it, it got uh, up out of here, so. Right, looks like we might we might have the same situation with TikTok going on. Except that's different because Vine just died. TikTok yeah. seems to be booming, and the president is looking at making a ban. That's true. And I just wonder, um, wouldn't it be crazy if the founders of Vine stepped in and bought like the U.S. operations of TikTok? I I read somewhere that Microsoft was gonna was 
was, I mean, what I heard on the internet, right? But uh, the Microsoft was going to buy TikTok. No, that's true. They, um, as of yesterday, though, they had stopped negotiations on the sale because they they said that President Trump had opposed that deal. And I'm like, okay, well, if he opposes Microsoft buying it, who will he not oppose buying it? Because I'll tell you this, when you tell people that they can't get on something or they can't do something, I mean, what's their immediate reaction? Well, let me do this. Yeah, I mean, if they ban it, if they ban it, how many users are just going to illegally download it through the internet, like as soon as they ban it off the app store? Tons. I'm telling you, it's kind of like, it would it would almost be funny to me in a sense if Trump were to ban that app because in a way he kind of got to the office of being you know the complete opposite of politicians right because he was like all right well people said he can't do this so he did it and i think in a way if he does something like ban tiktok it's probably just going to backfire because i I think so many people are just going to illegally download it. And you talk about – so Congress and Trump's reasons for this is that they're afraid of user security. Basically, I guess it's like in a way they're afraid of the Chinese government stealing information about American citizens through the app, even though I would say the majority of people using the app are children and not adults, but – Either way, I think it's hypocritical because other companies that are American, like Facebook, got in tons of trouble just a couple of years ago for stealing all of our data without, you know, without consent. Yeah, true. And uh, to me, it's a little hypocritical to ban that app. I would get it if they wanted an American company to run it, like, say, Microsoft buys it. But if he opposes Microsoft, well, like, who does he accept? Does he just want one of his subsidiary, you know, subsidiary companies to uh, purchase it? That way, he makes more money when he's done with the office. I'm sorry. Say it again. So, I like, reading, I was reading this. Uh, I was reading this TikTok article. Oh uh, no, I was just saying, like, if he opposes Microsoft, right, to buy it, who? would he accept? Because it seems like Microsoft has a good thing going with the government. They just got that huge data center contract um, about a year or two ago instead of Amazon. And I'm like, okay, well, it seems like Microsoft and the government have a good relationship, yet he opposes Microsoft buying it. Maybe it's to try and prevent a monopoly, but at the same time, um, I'm not really sure what type of monopoly Microsoft, the social media apps and TikTok apps like that. I don't think they have hardly anything in that area. True. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they would or do currently at all. I mean, wouldn't it be something if he allowed Facebook to purchase it and, after all the trouble they got over security concerns, it would just basically be the same thing, except 
American instead of Chinese. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I, I really don't see what the big deal is anyways. Like, just funny videos, like, and like you said, it's mostly young people on the on the uh, app. So, what what kind of information are they stealing, really? I mean, I don't know. That's that's what I'm wondering because if it's just children, okay. Well, presumably there might be some children on TikTok with powerful parents in the U.S. and maybe they're hoping to get information on that, but. I mean, how long has TikTok been out now in the U.S.? And Years. there's been no, yeah, there's been no actual reports of them doing anything with the data. So I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't like the, uh, the idea of banning it. I think if you're going to do something like that, whichever company, Microsoft, Facebook, whatever, Amazon, if they wanted to purchase it, I would just approve it. And then from there, if you're worried about security concerns and make them pass a certain set of guidelines, I just know the minute you ban something, it's going to make people want to do it even more automatically. Yeah. And I think that's going to make for even better content after, after you bans it. I, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you've seen seen this, but there's a the meme going on right now. People are uh, posting a screenshot of them listening to TikTok by Kesha, and they're like, "Just getting my just getting my last few plays in before it gets banned." This is kind of off topic. I mean, we're still talking about the presidential run, but uh, have you seen the uh, the settle for Biden? things like on uh instagram and stuff no is this like a video trend no so well supposedly i think it's uh uh like warren supporters and uh oh shoot oh here it is twitter discover yeah. settle for biden campaign to lure in uh Bernie Sanders supporters. Yeah, and Bernie Sanders supporters. And uh, I saw this one that said, <laughs> even if Biden died, I would still vote for him just to get Trump out of office. Hashtag settle for Biden. Hang on. <laughs> Say it again? I don't know. I don't know about settling. Yeah. I mean, basically, I think if you vote for Biden this year, I think you're pretty much voting for his vice president, like for his VP candidate. You say you're because, voting for his, his running mate? Yeah. Like if you vote for Biden, I think you're basically voting mate because the way his mental deterioration looks, you know, I don't know how much longer he's got. I'm not trying to be morbid, but I'm just saying, if anybody's watched the footage of him, you would think that maybe he doesn't have four years. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, people said the same thing about uh, Bernie Sanders. I mean, it's not looking like he's gonna win, but still, like, they, they probably they got they got time left, right? They got time. I mean, Bernie, Bernie dropped out. I'm sure he's a white guy too. At the same time, does he look like he's in better health than Biden? I would say yes. <laughs> Like I said, all you conspiracy lovers out there, think about your tax dollars because uh, Trump's getting millions from uh, staying at his own hotels while he's in office. So that trust fund he's got waiting on him, it's going to have a lot of money when he's done. True. And, um, but yeah, I mean, just going back to the whole TikTok ban, I don't get it. I think it'd be really hypocritical to ban an app. I think it's dumb. Yeah, he said he's gonna do it by by executive order. Yep. Which I think they said it was supposed to be as early as uh, Saturday, but yeah. that that came and went. So who knows what's happening? They keep saying it's probably gonna get banned, and I'm just gonna tell all of our listeners it's. It's, to me, it's really stupid to ban an app, and it's going to blow up in his face, in my opinion. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people on TikTok who are probably in that young range, but are just becoming of age to vote. And if if the president were to say ban an app where they have like a side income, well, who are they going to vote for? Yeah, I mean, and there, there's even there's Trump supporters on TikTok. So he's gonna be taking, sure there's. He's gonna take away their platform. Yeah, I mean, they'll supporters of any candidate are gonna find whatever platforms you know to get their message out. True. But yep, you guys heard it here first. We think the ban of TikTok is dumb. And stupid. Dumb and stupid. Dumb and stupid. <laughs> Just in case you didn't hear it the first three times. Dumb and stupid. That's what we think. That's not only what we think. It's two perfect words to describe us. Dumb and stupid. Say seriously. All right. Well... Speak for yourself, dumb and stupid. Hey, this dumb and stupid has a uh, almost four college degrees. What? Well, well, hell, you you just called yourself dumb and stupid. <laughs> you can have a college degree and be stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Your taxpayer dollars at work, everybody. I got almost four degrees, GI Bill. Military. You know what? Let's talk about the upcoming events in sports because I think I think there's some interesting stuff going on. The MLB almost didn't even have a season, and now as soon as they're starting, we're hearing words that they're basically probably going to be ending as soon as Monday. Hey, tragic, right? 
so uh, what team did they did people test positive on? There was a lot of them for the Miami Marlins, but at the same time, this past weekend, the Phillies had about, I think, six or seven positive tests too, but they said they were optimistic that many of those were false positives, so they were already working out, and to me, it seems like that's the bigger issue. The MLB is probably the worst run sports league in America. The commissioner, his statement said, if the sport doesn't figure out how to manage COVID, then they were looking at closing. If the sport, so basically the commissioner is placing the blame on the sport instead of actually doing any work himself. Yeah, um, crazy. Have you you seen the videos and stuff of, like people going to go like up to complain about the uh, umpire about a call and like getting in his face now, like nah, they have to they have to wear they have to wear masks now and everything and they have to they have to like they can't get all up in his face either because of you know because of COVID nineteen so that just that makes it that makes it pretty funny because you just see somebody rushing out uh, of the uh, bullpen and just like. Reaching for a mask, and then the umpire has to put his mask on, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just yelling at each other. Man, I tell you what, the MLB—they're on something because those players, for for all the harm that's being done to the MLB with COVID, those players want to get paid like full salary for three quarters of a season, and. Actually, I don't even think it's three quarters because they have like 180 games. I think they're only planning on playing like 70 to 80. And, um, man, they're about to be shut down because it, it, it appears they do not know what they're doing. Hey, sounds like a blessing to me. MLB, way too many games. Too many, for sure. There's no reason to have like 180 games. Yeah, and then they have the they have pre. Does that include preseason? No, I don't think it does. That's just like regular season. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't know. I've, I mean, I'm not a big MLB fan, but uh, yeah, I just think it has too many games. I mean, hey, you're speaking to the choir here because I'm not a big baseball fan, but at the same time, I feel like I probably could be if there wasn't. 150 plus games per year. Yeah, right. Like, it's too much game, to keep up with. Games barely, like, ever. They don't. They don't feel very exciting to me. I've seen some. Oh. Yeah, I've seen some. I've seen some exciting, like, like uh, highlights and stuff. But how much of a? How long are the games? Probably about. Three hours, three or four hours. Hey, how yes. much excitement can you can you squeeze into a three or four hour game? I've seen them go on longer, man. Those nine innings sometimes they can go real slow. Yeah. And I'm uh, 
So soccer across the globe, you know, internationally, they're doing it pretty nice. MLB, they're probably going to get shut down. Maybe it'll make them think about their schedule anyways and all the procedures they didn't implement because they just thought they could uh, fight this thing with uh, without the fans in the stands, and that would be okay. But clearly, mismanagement is hurting them. Um, you know, real quick, the NFL is talking about coming back, and so a lot of the players, they want to play. They even had this hashtag going. It was just hashtag, we want to play on Twitter. And when they were doing that, they were basically urging the NFL to make safety precautions so they could uh, play safely this year. And the Denver Broncos are the only team to have actually released um, any type of safety measures. And let me tell you this, if every other team in the NFL follows what the Broncos are doing, Oh, they can play all season long. Dead serious. Like, um, so basically Bradley Chubb did a walkthrough of the Denver facilities. And he says, like, as soon as you get to the facility as a player, you have to get tested for COVID. And you go home, get your results in about a day, right? And then okay. everybody comes back, the ones who tested negative. And then from there – They've got dividers in between the locker rooms. So now they're using two locker rooms instead of one where everybody's gathering together. Yeah. And so everybody's like six feet apart. You literally, they have like a machine that sanitizes the players' phones. And not only that, every time they get on and off the practice field, the temperatures are getting checked. And they have dividers in the conference rooms. And there's like a, basically an A and B group of the football teams, though meetings will basically have to be done twice so all the players get the information. Yeah. But as far as that goes, that's that's pretty safe to me. Yeah, it, that, hey, that's not bad. I like the you having to go there, get tested, and then leave, and then for you get your yeah. results back. Instead of – It's pretty safe. Taking a test, then being around the whole team, and then getting your results back, and you're like, "Oh shit, he is positive." So then you have to shut it all down. Yep. So I think if uh, if every team does something like that, it'll be easier to have a full season because then everybody's self conscious about their health and social distancing. They want to be tested negative every week, and Really, if you test positive, all you need is three days quarantine and a negative test in order to return to the team. That's kind of like what the NBA is doing. Yeah. So. Um, do you hear that uh, uh, the Falcons at, uh, at Mercedes-Benz, they, uh, they said that they're looking to have fans at the, at the uh, games. Yeah, ten to twenty thousand. Yeah, ten, ten thousand to twenty thousand. That's crazy. I mean, it's all based. So each team is going to be based on their state guidelines, and it's like the um, the Jaguars said they're only going to have like twenty five percent, and the Falcons are now saying like ten to twenty thousand. But 
I think, I mean, if they do it safely, I think it's possible because you can have, say, every other seat or every other two seats kind of blocked off. And then not only that, so the all the major league teams and just the major sports leagues in general have been failing this entire time without coming up with plans because yeah. I think it's really possible to have most fans in the stands, especially for like NFL where it's huge stadiums. I think it's um, – so you have temperature checks at the door. You have masks on during the game. And then not only that, they make you sign a waiver because obviously they're not going to get sued if you have COVID. And on top of that, when you're worried about food and drinks, all these um, – all the major leagues should have been developing something for their stands – during this time where you could have had all the uh, concessions built into an app for your stadium where you could have ordered food for certain times and either had it delivered to you or picked up at staggered times so you're not interacting with that many people. And I think it, I think they've all been failing on their safety guidelines because they definitely could have had better plans in place than sitting around waiting for months and then coming up with them all last minute. Yeah, yeah, and hey, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, not even for like I think the so. COVID, the COVID setting, just like for in general going to a sports game. Yeah, I mean, imagine being on an app and ordering your food. That way, you don't have to deal with the lines, and it'll tell yeah. you which which times are available to order your food. That way, it never gets crowded. True, and you can have like have it set to like what section you're in stuff like that what see what restaurants and stuff are around you that's yeah that's really good that's really good yeah i'm thinking about uh submitting that plan to the nfl maybe i'll get a job well maybe yeah maybe you get some money from it that's a, that's a good idea hey and you know what the only sports league i think has done anything right in the u.s has been the nba and this is actually something we talked about on our very first episode uh, two months ago. Yeah. And we talked about the NBA bubble. Well, now, folks, it has arrived. The bubble is here. They started games on the 31st of July. And I have to tell you, Arthur, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with their system that they've got going on in Orlando. Yeah, it don't, it so, don't seem too bad. I mean – no, not at all. Like with the exception of uh, Lou Williams going to the strip club in Atlanta hey, after his got... grandfather's funeral. Hey, you went there to get some food. Nah, he didn't. Don't. No, we don't even have to start this. He did I not saw a picture go of, get food. I saw a picture of those wings, dude. Those wings look amazing. Okay, they look good. But does that, does that explain the pictures he took with the rapper who was probably mingling with the strippers and everybody else, him dancing with the rapper and all. I mean, hey, you, you Lou Williams, like, your basketball player. It, it wasn't just in and out. He deserved to have that 10-day quarantine because even now one of the performers came out and said that she performed a lap dance for him while he was there. 
I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he, okay. So yeah, he broke the rules. He he did deserve to get the uh, the ten day. But people people took it a little. I don't know too too seriously for me. I mean, I'm just worried about uh his his story. Like he's obviously not in and out. I'm more worried that. <laughs> He didn't care about his grandfather going to the strip club right after the funeral. Huh. Or maybe that's his way of coping. Hey. We all we all do we all do random things to cope with trauma. All I know is he wasn't in and out, and I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> for the most part, their bubble has been really cool. And the NBA actually teamed up with Microsoft. So Basically, for anybody that's watched the few games that have gone on so far, they have these huge TV screens, and they have virtual fans that appear from time to time after the advertisements and such. But not only do they have virtual fans, they have settings within their apps where if you're, say, watching a game, like if you watch the Lakers and the Clippers the first night they came out, you could either click on the Lakers or the Clippers logo to pump in crowd noise as if you were actually rooting for your team. Yeah. Does the uh, does the crowd noise sound good? Yeah, it sounded really good. Like the the first bit that I was watching of the Lakers and Clippers, um, so like in the second quarter, LeBron came up and he got a dunk. And just then, like the crowd erupted. I mean, it sound, it sounded like you were actually at a game, because the, I guess those who are using the app to pump in the crowd noise, they're they're really getting into it. And I think it's, I think it's intuitive and it's extremely smart, and it helps keep it, um, it helps keep that, you know, that actual nature of an NBA game where you can watch it on TV. Okay. Um, yeah, and I saw that you're talking about the uh, virtual. Excuse me, uh, the virtual fans. Uh, like a, it was just like people, I guess, like watching on their uh, computers with like a webcam, and they're just cheering yeah. in, in, cheering in front of it. That that's that, that is pretty cool. Dude, and it, it wasn't just like virtual fans. They had actual former players watching these games. Like there's some screens of like Chris Bosh watching and Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> it was uh, – I thought it was really neat. They um, – at least they're being proactive with this whole COVID setting and environment. Yeah. So I really liked it. I think the NBA is doing a good job. Uh, I'm definitely watching – more games as the season goes on because I anticipate the return of sports, big sports fan, especially basketball and football. So I'm intrigued and I'm going to keep watching. And I know a lot of people are, are upset with the NBA because they're letting players wear like these social justice and all that stuff on their jerseys and it's on the court and it's on the coaches polos. But uh, for me, I mean, I could care less. You know, they're going to do what they want. They're going to support which causes they want. And it's just nice to have 
sports back. True. It gives us a glimmer of hope into the future, and at least the NBA is being run by, like, the best commissioner out there. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. You going to tune in to the, the rest of the bubble and see what happens with the NFL? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, going to pop in on some on some uh, NBA games. I might try to, might try to get in there virtually, too. Uh, that'd be that'd be pretty cool it's gonna be interesting to see uh how the nfl handles you know everything in the covid situation i would not be surprised if by like week two or three the nfl has no fans (laughs) if the nfl has no fans oh okay at the at the stadiums i thought you meant like nobody supporting the nfl I don't know, yeah. No, people are going to watch football. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter what they do. Kneeling, no kneeling. People can say it all they want. Football is still the most watched sport, so. You know what I feel like the NFL would do, though? Yep. Uh, since more people are watching on TV, I, I feel like there would be more commercials during an NFL game. Probably. And it's probably a good thing the NBA is pumping in noise because, I mean, if you've heard any of those players up close, man, it it would not be good to be, like, on ABC television if there was no crowd noise or anything. Oh, I mean, yeah, these guys are hoopers, so you go to, like, you go to a regular old uh, basketball court at, at your local park or something – the same stuff they're they're yelling there in, a, in an intense game is most likely going to be the same thing that you're hearing on uh, on the NBA court and and the NFL field, man. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's uh it's smart to have pumped in noise without fans because I do not think ABC would like settle for all the stuff. <laughs> you hear when you're like at an actual game and that's close to the players. I, I think that makes it, it get it, it makes it more interesting. Yeah. Just to be able to so. hear them while they're playing unfiltered. That'd be some good TV. Maybe they should, um, yeah, maybe they should have like a game or two uncensored of NBA, maybe broadcast it, you know, just to, uh, Internet viewers, <laughs> they have. Uh, they already got uh, who Car- Carmelo. Uh, yeah, saying saying uh, my boy, give me the give me the fucking ball. <laughs> Dang, that was good, man. I actually think that'd be pretty nice. I wonder how many people would watch that if it was like no noise, just uncensored basketball i i would actually enjoy it true but hey yeah man not to change subjects but still sports did you see the uh return of mike tyson i did yeah he's fighting in a couple months yeah man that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy but the rules are so 
jacked up that yeah, yeah. it might not even be it might not even be worth television, you know? Well, I mean, okay, so they're they're using extra weighted gloves and they're not but, going for knockouts. Or blood. They're not going for blood. Dude, first blood drawn, the match is off. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, I didn't I didn't read that part. But uh I mean not I mean not a lot of blood is drawn during boxing. Yep. Well they're also wearing those the headgear, like those yeah. big masks. So I, I don't feel like blood is gonna be a big factor to play into it, but I don't know, no, just there's... just to see him like Getting back into it is going to be interesting. There's a, uh, there is a good bit of blood if you watch boxing, especially in the mouth because people get punched there quite often. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, people get punched in the mouth. You get you get like cuts on your like eyebrows and stuff like that from taking shots, cuts on your cheek. But I don't, I don't feel like in this in this fight that the blood is going to be. Uh, a huge factor, because like I, because like it says, they're not going for knockouts. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm of the mind that it's gonna be a lot of body shots. So, I mean, I'll watch it. You know, depends on the price of where I watch it, because it's probably not gonna be in my own home. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, they're talking about charging sixty plus dollars for this pay per view of two old guys fighting where there's no blood drawn. And they're wearing all this protective gear. I'm like, I don't know. Because a lot of people paid that $100 price tag for McGregor and Mayweather just to be, oh, excuse me, dropped a pencil. Just, uh, just to be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, that's too much money to me. I'd rather see Tyson go for blood. I'd pay $60 for that. Well, I feel like if, you know, all goes well in this, they might just go back to regular fighting or keep keep doing this and change some of the rules sometimes. I don't know. I, I feel like this is a good, like, precursor to him maybe getting back into it, like, regularly. Yeah. You know, boxing has been okay in covid um, I've seen some of the UFC stuff too. Yeah, but but uh, I don't know. It's really weird. Like I said, the NBA is doing it right with the pumped-in crowd noise, cheering for your team. I think because uh, it's really weird watching things like uh, wrestling and fighting and all that without fans cheering them on. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of people smarter than us because I think the WWE said they made like $43 million this quarter and they're not traveling or nothing. Wow. I actually, so uh, I actually just bought the WWE Network the other day. Was watching no, I haven't watched it in matches. years, man. I haven't watched it in years just because it's not the same. Oh yeah, uh, but that's why that's why about uh, the WWE Network. I want to 
go back and watch some like classic stuff because uh, a lot of the yeah. newer stuff isn't doesn't uh, excite me anymore. But those older well, they're not, matches, they're, they're good. not good at pumping up the fans anymore either. Like the stories typically suck now. I mean, when you could go back in the day and see Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero fight for the custody of a child. Right, right. I mean, that's some that's some crazy stories. Either that or, like, Stone Cold, you know, he appealed to a lot of people just because he wasn't even that good of a wrestler. But it's just like the way he talked and the way he acted was uh, appealing to most people. Oh, yeah, his stage presence and everything. Just like his uh, ability to get the crowd pumped up. You hear that? You hear that gla- that glass breaking and the music? Yeah. Oh man. I don't think any of these new wrestlers have what those guys have because there's no connection with like the adult fans. And maybe that's because of Vince McMahon and their whole decision to go PG instead of like PG thirteen. So I don't know. Like I said, ever since they went PG, I just don't find it interesting like at all. Yeah. And man, so, I, you brought back so many memories we mentioned in the uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio fight for the custody of Rey Mysterio's child, dude. Like, dude, that's a crazy storyline. We we were in like elementary school when that was going on, right? Yeah, but we were we were older when they were doing things in the new era, like uh, Edge and Lita having their honeymoon on stage. Oh yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> like a, like I said, they when they were PG thirteen, there was some crazy stuff going. That's what they need now. Yeah. I'd tune in today if somebody fought for the custody of a child, or even, I mean, you think about. The the old storylines, like when Triple H and Shawn Michaels got back together to form DX and they went against the McMahons. Man, oh, yeah. there were so many classic moments on stage. Like they had Vince McMahon swimming in quote-unquote poop because everybody knows it wasn't actual poop, you know. But, dude, they, they went all out with some of those storylines, and they just don't do that type of stuff anymore. They destroyed a limo. They – yeah. Like painted DX like literally everywhere. You couldn't, you couldn't. Vince, Vince Man couldn't go to an arena without getting terrorized by DX. And they even had our now president in WrestleMania shaving his head and beating Vince McMahon up. That's true. That's true. I mean, hey, President Trump received a stunner on the WrestleMania stage from Stone Cold himself. Yeah. Um, or was it WrestleMania, or was it just Raw? Either way, I know he got a stunner. I feel like my, I feel like my favorite, my favorite era is probably about like when Randy Orton was doing his whole legend, legend killer stuff, dude, and he was just yeah, that was good. Serving up boots for for all the legends, dude. That one is really good. I like the um, 
the two storylines I liked growing up. Now, obviously, I'll go back and I'll watch a bunch of Stone Cold videos because I, I love Stone Cold. But just in the age of us growing up, the the John Cena and Edge rivalry was pretty good. They had a oh, bunch yeah. of good matches. Oh, yeah. And um, Shawn Michaels, where he would go on his whole year tour of trying not to get fired, where it led him to, like, facing Ric Flair in WrestleMania. Um, yeah. That one was pretty good, too. And I didn't really realize this, but Ric Flair was still wrestling in, like, 06. Like, yeah. that man was old as dirt, still wrestling. I mean, dude, The Undertaker's in his 70s. He, oh, jeez, man. Like, now he only usually pops up like once or twice a year, but. Is he really in his 70s? Oh, uh, let me check. No, I was I like. I was say, he's got. Well, he did. He did debut, though, like in the. What, the late 80s, though, right? Or maybe the early 90s? Yeah, so I was uh I was dead wrong. He's he's uh fifty five. Oh, okay, he's fifty five. So he must have been sixty in the early nineties, right? Uh yeah. I think so. Is he like late eighties or early nineties? Undertaker's in his seventies. <laughs> I man, I He's been wrestling for so long. <laughs> he, uh, his would be in like 87 or 88 for WWF. Okay. Okay. Or WCW. So, yeah, he's been there since the late 80s. Wow. So. It's a very long and prolific career. Yeah. And that's one match I would tune into every year. Just the Undertaker's WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Because he was undefeated for a long time, man. And he lost to Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah, and then he came back. <laughs> I I think the smart way to do it for all those fans of WWE Undertaker should have been undefeated until he actually wanted to retire. I don't like the idea of uh, him coming back, winning like another two years, and then getting beat by like Roman Reigns or something. Yeah. And uh, because now he's lost like twice in his WrestleMania streak. And I'm like, nah, they did him dirty. I would have waited until his very last match so he could like put up his hat and everything. True. Because Brock Lesnar, he's one of those guys, he just comes in for a paycheck every few months. So I don't know why they felt like he needed to beat Undertaker. Yeah, like I, it didn't it didn't hold sub, like weight or substance to me. That was probably about yeah. the time I, I quit watching. That was probably about 2013, 2014, something like that. Yeah. Pretty chart. Man, I don't know. I'll tell you. It was a 
it was definitely a time when we were kids to watch WWE. It was oh, some yeah. fun stuff. PG era, kind of dumb, but I'd say we had a pretty good childhood watching the wrestling. <laughs> PG era, dumb and stupid. Dumb and stupid, man. I mean, seriously, I think I stopped watching the minute they changed um, the name of John Cena's finisher from FU to, like, Attitude Adjustment. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm done. That's stupid. Every time I hear somebody <laughs> call it the the Attitude Adjustment or the AA, like, I'm like, wait, what? The FU? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, no, that's not what it's called, bro. For a moment there, I was like, did I ever, was that ever actually called the FU? <laughs> it was. And his and his whole rear neck choke was called STFU. Yeah, the STFU. That, that's, that was classic. Oh, man. And now, I don't know what they call that one now, but still, I'm like, man, that was so dumb. I What were they just calling it? The... The STF? No, they used to call it the STFU. Yeah, I know, but when they changed the when they changed it, uh, what it, like uh, the name of it? Let's I see. Forget. So basically, it looks like yeah, when they made it PG, they changed FU to. Attitude adjustment, and let's see what the STFU is now. No, it's called STF. Okay, that's what I thought, STF. I have no idea what that stands for, but. Let's see. I I have no idea. (laughs) They just took the U off. I was like, that's PG. SPG. Yeah, why not? What What does STF stand for without the U? <laughs> I'm about to look that up real quick. <laughs> I can't leave this. I can't leave this. Uh, I can't leave this now without knowing it. Oh, yeah, we're invested. Hey, you can't let the fans down either. Our, our, our listeners definitely want to know now, too. Okay, here it is. So the meaning of STF is step over, toe hold, face lock. So it's it's actually just the classic name of the chokehold. Yeah. Okay. That's, I was like that. That's uh, just the description of what he's doing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's pretty stupid. Step over, toe hold, face log. Yeah, they they lost me whenever they changed all that. <laughs> but man, well, they could have got off. They could have left it as STFU, dude. Uh, just step over, toe hold, face face lock up. STF yeah. is already a mouthful, man. 
True. Especially when you say the whole step over toe hold face lock. That's just that's too much to say. Yeah. STFU. Pretty good. Classic move. Classic move. I'll say real quick, you know, before we get to closing this thing up here, I'd say the best finishers that I've always loved, and you can agree or disagree, as far as WWE goes, is the stunner, just because of the reactions, uh, not by yeah. the audience, but like how each wrestler reacted to it. They'd like flip over and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, the stunner, the RKO, and the tombstone. Yeah, uh, there's actually some videos on TikTok of this dude who uh, makes videos of, about the WWE, and he was like, nobody, yeah. nobody could sell a stunner like The Rock. Like, and he oh, has no. all these videos of, of The Rock getting stunner, dude, and uh, him just like literally just flipping all around the stage. <laughs> dude, he's he's talked about that with Stone Cold before oh, on his podcast. God. Really? I don't know that. He said that, uh, he's like, yeah, he was like, hey, man, every time I step out there on the floor with Steve, I want the audience to feel the rock being stone cold stunned. Like, uh, <laughs> he's like, when I get stunned, I want the world to feel it, which is why I'm all over the place. Wow. Uh, it, I mean, it's classic. Those are really good videos. Um, but I don't know. My favorites are probably, uh, yeah, I'll uh, get Tombstone. Uh, the 619 is underrated. Hey, the 619 literally killed True. a man. So, so that, True. to me, that's the most deadly finisher. Uh, hey, what about Sweet Chin Music? That one's really good, too. Yeah. Because you hear, like, his feet click on the ground, and then when he hits the chin, man. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I'd say top three for sure. What's your top three? Yeah, uh, top three, uh, 619, uh, Tombstone, and I don't know, uh, probably Triple H's finisher. Oh, Pedigree. Yeah, the Pedigree. Yeah. That one's pretty good. That one doesn't seem like it actually hurts the wrestlers as much because, you know, when he throws them down, they always put, like, their hands above their face. Yeah. So it definitely looks really cool. I don't know. Maybe – hey, listen. I bet it hurt to get – to face Mark Henry and get uh, the world's strongest slam on you. Oh, probably. So I'm going to take that at number three. The tombstone always seems like it hurts because you're going like straight down. And I know their yeah. head doesn't make contact because typically their head is being held between the legs, but yeah, his knees are going to hit before your head, but it still seems like it might hurt. But yeah, hey, I mean, hey, people actually, they do actually get hurt. So yeah, I mean, that's some real stuff. I mean, I know it's, Stories aren't real. The wrestling determinations are fake. But if you've seen 
if you've seen some of those injuries that these wrestlers get, man, that's not the field I want to be in. Yeah, true. Like, I think I seen a picture of John Cena one day, and he's got, I think it's called like a baseball elbow or something. Basically, from time to time, I guess after so many hits on the mat, he, um, he's got like this huge bulge sticking out of his elbow. I'm like, man, I don't want no part of that. Yeah, no way, man. <laughs> so, hey. I'll tell you what, we got about the NBA bubble to WWE. Hey, that's just a that's a that's a regular uh unheard of episode right there. I mean, hey, you want to talk about six degrees, we we keep it we keep it moving around here. Oh yeah. We go point to point to point and we go off on tangents. That's just what we do here. True. Man, I'll tell you, all of our listeners out there, we really do appreciate you. I mean, two months, that is something to behold. We uh, we really appreciate everybody who's taking the time to listen. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because we are going to keep doing this. And... You know what, Arthur, do you have any last points for our listeners this week and where they can find us on social media? Yeah, so last points, uh, wear a mask. Uh, get some, get, get some uh, classic wrestling in your life and watch the NBA. And uh, of, of course, you can find us on Twitter at unheard underscore of pod. And that's going to be the same on Instagram. And on Facebook, you got to search us up. You'll find us unheard of. And me personally, I'm on Twitter at young without the O underscore ABG. All right. And yes, we are on social media. I am not. Don't look me up. <laughs> um, but yes, we do appreciate all of you. And we hope you tune back in next week. We probably are going to have a special guest. And we just hope that you appreciate this classic episode with your two boys. And with all that being said, everybody... Thanks again, and thank you for listening. And as always, I'm Arthur. And I'm Jared, and this is Unheard of. Brought to you by...